Thank you for joining us for this recent message from Freedom Ministries in Crossit, Arkansas. Connect with us online at freedomministriescrossit.com and let us know what God is doing in your life through this ministry. Now prepare your heart to hear a word that we pray will bless your life. Thank you, Jesus. We just welcome everybody on the line. We thank you for joining in, and we just want to give God praise. We thank Him for everything He's doing. But we just want to give God honor. We just we just worship you in spirit and truth, God. You said those that worship you will worship you in spirit and in truth. And we just give you our hearts and our lives today. We open up our spirit ears to hear you, God to hear that you have an inheritance for us, God, that you said in Ephesians that we have obtained an inheritance. And God, our goal as leaders is to move your people into position, God, by your grace and by your power, to move them into a place where they're used by you, God, to move them into position, Lord, into places, into realms that maybe they don't know yet, God, so they can skip through years of not having the experience, and they can learn from leaders that have been through that path and that can open doors by the grace of God that can take them places where they can grow and they can learn. God, I thank you that you are the one that opens doors. You said you open doors that no man can shut. God, I thank you that promotion comes from you, Lord. And we just want to grow in our giftings. We've been studying today about the gifts um, of the spirit and how how they're irrevocable and how we may grow in those gifts uh, to to be overseers. Just maybe you're over children and you've done it 15 years and you're like, I need to go, <laughs> I need the next level, God. I need I need something else in my life. Then He'll use you to oversee others in those giftings. But His gifts are irrevocable. He doesn't take them back. He gives us something, and it's part of our DNA. It's who we are. It's how we're made up. It's And as we learn today, that a lot of the people with the Ministry of Helps gift, they don't think they have a calling. I've ran into so many people with the Ministry of Helps that uh, Corinthians talks about. And you know, he puts that right in there with the gifts of healing, the work and the miracles, but sometimes the, the servants in the house, the ones that, that do wait on the children, the ones that serve the leadership, the ones that really people don't see up front much, uh, they have a hard time knowing their identity in Christ. And, and they, they don't realize that operating in the ministry of helps is a calling, it is a gift. And we just want to take the mask off that today to let people know that they are valuable, they're important, because like I always say, somebody got to take the profit, somebody's got to drive the word. Every time that you're helping your leader, every time that you're you're picking up their bags and you're taking them across to the hotel or what you're doing for them, then you are uh, operating in the, the uh, ministry of helps and, and you are important. Because I know for myself, when I get through ministering, I might not can get back. <laughs> uh, when you when you get into the spirit, you're not thinking about the natural things. So I thank God for all the ones on the line that God has called you in the ministry of helps. And we just we just want you to know that you're valued. That God 
recognizes what you do and and other people may not see it all the time but but it's just as valuable as the one standing in front of the pulpit it's just as valuable as the one that's carrying the word because you're actually carrying the one that's carrying the word hallelujah and we're talking about getting into our inheritance but i'm talking about it in the way of of the purpose like ephesians talks about uh, in ephesians one where he says, uh, let me find my right verse, one verse 11, where he says that in him we have obtained an inheritance. Somebody say, in him I have a, obtained an inheritance. And it's we, we know about the inheritance of um, being healed, being delivered, being saved, being prosperous. But today I want to talk about the 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 inheritance of purpose. Because he says, in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather us all together in one, in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. And we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him. Somebody say, according to purpose. Hallelujah. So I want to know my inheritance of purpose. (laughs) I want to know. I'm thankful for my inheritance. I'm thankful that I'm healed in Jesus' name, I'm thankful that I'm prosperous. I'm thank you that I'm saved. I thank Him, but what am I supposed to do after I get saved? I have an inheritance, a purpose in God. He has a place for me that He recorded in the Book of Remembrance. That He that He created me. My DNA is in it. It's who I am. It's it's what I think about. It's what I focus on. And like Brother Floyd says in here that you can read the scripture and an apostle, a prophet, uh, a pastor, an evangelist, a teacher are going to look at it five different ways. I'm going to look at it different than evangelist. I'm going to look at this scripture and say, what is my purpose? Hallelujah. Because it's according to his purpose. My inheritance is according to his purpose. And he works all things according to his will. So my purpose is not my will. Is his will. Hallelujah. Like Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. Glory to God. Thank you for helping us find purpose, God. And we'll read on, and it says in, uh, it's in verse 12 that it's to the praise of his glory. We're reading Ephesians 1, and um, started at 10, and now verse 12. That, he, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. My purpose is to give him praise. My, <laughs> I've been conformed in his image. That's what I'm trying to be, transformed into his image, renewed in my mind, Romans 12, 1 and 2. I'm, I'm trying to be transformed into the image of Christ. And he knows what he called me to do. He knows what he put me here for. Somebody say, I have a purpose of inheritance today. I'm here for a reason. I'm not just here flapping my gums. I'm not just here to go to work 8 to 5 every day. You know, I went to a city in the state of Arkansas, I won't call the name, the other night. And I had a little time, and I was just uh, riding down the road. And I, and I saw these spirits on people riding down the road. And I saw just like a, a, a self-righteous, uh, just an arrogant attitude. And, and I'm like, God, is this over this whole city, God? What is this? Then I had to go to to the store for something, and I went in there, and I'm walking, 
and I see oppression and depression on people's face, and it was around 5 o'clock in the evening, and I said, God, is this over this city, God? Is this is this oppression? Is this all there is for these people to do? Get up and go to work at 8 and get off at 5 and go to Walmart and go home and get up at 8 and go Go do it over and over, God. Where's the purpose, God? Where's our inheritance? Where's what you've called us for? Where's the legacy that goes to our children, God? That they can, because you said a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, God. And it's not only money; it's legacy, it's it's value and purpose, God. It's inheritance of purpose. It's purpose of inheritance that what we have transfers into our seed, and our seed, the seed of the righteous, shall be delivered, and they'll rise up over the earth, and they'll take over the land. Because what was happening in my life is what what my mother, Pastor Allen birthed in prayer that God called her to raise up an army. Somebody say inheritance of purpose. God called her to raise up an army and she started and raised up till it got to about 70 and then she went on to heaven. And now that number, it doubled and then it tripled. But what is this army for? This army is to go forth now across the land because he said in Joshua that he, t- he called us to to um, to get free. He called us the mighty men of valor to help the other ones cross over. So now we know how. I know how to live in peace. I know how to live in victory. I know how to, when, every, when all hell breaks loose, to seek his face. I was listening to Carrie Job today, and I was <laughs> laying right here in this office, and God came upon me, and her song that she was singing was, Be Still. Just be still and seek the Lord. Hallelujah. So sometimes when you don't think you have no future, you don't think you have no purpose, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. He's got a purpose and a plan for us, a plan to prosper us, a plan to give us hope, a plan to give us a future and an expected end. Glory to God. Can we thank him this evening? I thank you that I'm not here, God. Just just empty and hollow, that I'm not here, God, with no future and no hope. I'm not here, God, with no purpose, with no plan for my life, God. You said that you're the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way to the Father. Jesus is the way to purpose. There's so many people out there that don't know your inheritance in Christ. But, God, I ask that you open their eyes, that you open their ears to what do they love to do, God. What would they do without money, God? What would they continue to do without any affirmation, without any respect, without any honor, God? Would they get up the next day and do it again? That's your purpose. Find out what makes you joyful, what makes you happy. I was telling one of our leaders today that if you do something and you're just, you don't know your purpose yet, so you're trying different gifts, you're you're operating in the nursery. You're, and then you you might teach one day, and then you're just grieved. You're just, I'm not talking about nerves. I'm talking about grieved in your spirit. That may not be your purpose, hallelujah, but at least you, you're trying. You're, you're, you're operating in different gifts. You're trying to, to seek God because he said, if you seek me, you will find me. If you seek me, you're going to find purpose. I remember I didn't know what to do in my life. I, I didn't feel like I had no purpose. And I I would come ask my pastor, what's my destiny? I don't know my destiny. She said, prayer, prayer, prayer. That's what she taught, that's what she taught all of, prayer. And so one day I'm in prayer, and, and the Holy Ghost comes on me, and I'm preaching. 
And I don't know that's what I'm doing, but she said, the preach is all over you. Get up here and preach. So I found my purpose in prayer. I found my inheritance of purpose in prayer. And God has took that gift, and now he's taking it across the world to teach people how to pray. But God did it. I didn't do anything but submit myself to an altar and seek his face, and I found him. Hallelujah. And I know he has more. But I'm so glad because that's where fulfillment comes. That's where rest comes. Don't you know that when you put on this earth, if you can't never get to your inheritance, then something's not settled in you. Something, something's lacking. Something's empty. Something's broken. But God wants you whole. He wants you to live in purpose. He wants you to have your inheritance now in the name of Jesus because he already died on the cross and he's already been resurrected for you to have it. He said in Ephesians, you've attained it. You've already obtained your inheritance. Glory to God. I've already obtained my inheritance through Jesus Christ. I just got to be prepared. I got to be uh, have character to be able to take that. Amen. Glory to his name. We praise you, Jesus. You're the God of purpose. You're the God of inheritance. Hallelujah. We give you praise and we pray, Ephesians 1, 17 and 18, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, you want glory in your midst, you want glory in your ministry, he's the Father of it, and we seek him. May give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The more we know him, the more revelation, because he is a revelation. And that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, I pray this over you today that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Somebody say purpose. Hallelujah. I want to know what is my purpose, what my, my inheritance, God. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Woo, you want to know riches? Find your purpose. Find out the call of God on your life. Glory to your name. And it's according, verse 19, it's according uh, the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. Glory to your name, God. I thank you. I receive my inheritance of purpose today, God. I thank you that you have a plan for me. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, that you have a purpose for our life. And it's in you, God. It's in you. When I don't know what to do, God, I can just say, I give you all. And you and you give me purpose, God. You give me purpose, Lord. If nothing else, seeking your face, I find purpose in it. I find value in it, God. I find value in waking up every day and laying on my face till your truth comes forth, till your revelation is, till a revelation of purpose is revealed in the people's lives, God, so they can come forth with joy, God, that they can come forth with the Holy Ghost and fire and power on their life to know who they are in you. The God of the universe has a purpose and a plan for your life. The God of the universe, just like my son-in-law, you know, we we were praying one day in here about our families getting saved, <laughs> and his mom was praying, Elder Sonia. And she had to say, you know, I can't think of anybody in my family that's not saved up to the third generations. They've been, see, the iniquity goes to the third and fourth generation, but righteousness also goes through the generations. Somebody say a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. God, we thank you. 
So if you, if the enemy has got you so beat down that you don't really care if you do anything else for God, can you do it for your kids? Can you do it so the legacy will go forth through you and they'll have an inheritance of God on their life that's through their, their parents, that's through the generations? It's nothing like a generational legacy. I mean, they got purpose if you don't, but how much more, how how much easier will it be when when they get like Pastor Gase, Casey gets it from his from his mother and his father and his Pastor Penson and now his wife's my daughter and he gets it from me and 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 Julie, one of our uh, leaders in here, saw the other day that they could have the anointing that was on Elder Sonia for healing. Why? Because it's their legacy, it's their inheritance. <laughs> so the price she paid, the prayers she prayed. Glory to God, the price she paid and the prayer she prayed, that anointing to come down on her son and his wife and their children and their children's children. We're talking about inheritance today. Glory to his name. But the Bible says, the Bible says, Ephesians 5, that no covetous has an inheritance. No, no jealous spirit. I mean, no... You just want what everybody else has. God's saying today, you have one. Don't be trying to get it through those vain de- deceits, through for through stealing. We just went on a, a fast the other day about stealing, you know. Why, why people got to steal their, their identity from someone else. And I'm not just talking about sheep. I'm talking about uh, destinies where we want to be like Pastor Cindy. Ours isn't good enough. I'm not the eye, so I must not be nothing. I'm the foot in the body because nobody ever sees me. So I'm not the eye, so I'm not important. So I just need to go home and do nothing. Covet, being jealous. He said, that's one of the Ten Commandments. Don't covet what your neighbor has. Don't compare yourself with one another because when we do that, we're going to think we're nothing. When I go to Dr. Marcerella with five million army strong now, <laughs> When I go to his meetings, sometimes I feel like I hadn't done nothing for God. There's always going to be something that try to make us feel like what we have is not enough. But what we have is enough because God gave it to us, and it's to produce what he wants it to produce through our life. It's not what someone else can do. It's what God gave me to do. When we stand before him, it's not going to be, God, I didn't do it because... I just felt like I was the finger, and I, I really wasn't worth anything in the body. He going to look at us. <laughs> it's, it's it's not going to be like that. We're not going to be able to have excuses when we look in his eyes. What did you do with this Jesus I gave you, he says. What, what did you do with it? What did you do with all the power and the knowledge that you knew, with, with what you've seen, like the disciples saw him do miracles? Then they forsook him. They saw him do miracles, but they forsook him. What are we going to do when we stand before him? But thank God, when the Holy Ghost came upon them, then Peter rose up out of that crowd and he started preaching. He started preaching to the people. They're not drunk as you suppose, but they're full of the Holy Ghost. We just got a testimony of our trip, our ministry trip. They said, uh, Apostle Angie and team, open heavens. That was our job, open the heavens. So so we went in there and we you know, we 
I, I, the team got up there with me and the heavens, we were in the heavens. God, come down. God, come down. Change our lives. And I just got word yesterday of a testimony about it. So don't think, you know, a lot of people think prayer is nothing, too. They think, ah, oh, that's all. I just, that's, that's not really nothing. But I got the phone call yesterday from my minister friend, and she said, did you hear the testimony? There was a family upstairs in the Holiday Inn in Little Rock. She said, when y'all started praying, she said they laid their ears to the floor. <laughs> oh, God, help me. They laid their ears to the floor, the whole family, and they come running down the stairs. And they said, we can't go in. We're not worthy to go in there with the way we're dressed. We can't go in. But the people standing outside the door said the whole time that Freedom was praying that, that these people let us pray for them. And they were accepting Jesus. They were being slain in the power of God. And they were speaking in tongues. And the Holy Ghost, he reminded me of the book of Acts. <laughs> the book of Acts where they were noised abroad. Hallelujah. Don't ever think you're too loud. They were noise abroad, and everybody came to see and hear what was going on. So, God, I thank you. I thank you, God, that that was enough. That was a small part of the meeting, but it was enough, God, because we did what you told us to do. We went in there. We sought God. We fasted and prayed over the prayer and opening the heavens. We didn't have to be the main speaker. We didn't have to be the praise team, God. We did our part, and the heavens came down. The the heavens opened. The atmosphere was shifted, God. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for a break, breakthrough anointing on people's lives on here tonight. And whatever whatever area that you've called them for, God, whatever there's called to do, whatever the purpose of inheritance is in their life, God, I ask that, a, that they see that that is the power of God working through them, and it's enough, God. It's enough. I don't got to be the main speaker or all apostles or all pastors or all teachers. Are there some that's workers of miracles? Or what if we're all the head? We're going to be deformed. <laughs> Wait a minute. We're going to be deformed, y'all. I need my fingers. I need all five of them. Glory to God. I need my toes. I need the ministry of helps. God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God, that every purpose, every purpose, you wouldn't have put it in the Bible as a purpose if it wasn't valuable, God. You wouldn't put it in us if it wasn't valuable because neither one of us is greater than the other. Glory to your name, God. You are awesome, Lord. You are awesome. You're all-powerful. You're all-knowing, Lord. You know what we can handle, God. You said you wouldn't pour, put more on us than we could handle. God, I thank you. I thank you for opening our eyes that we are valued in the kingdom, Lord. We are enough, God. Oh, we're enough, God. Yandarabasandere. My part is enough, God. In the kingdom, oh, you ordained it to be so. We're not too young. We're not too old, Lord. We're not like Moses, the great deliverer that didn't think he could speak, God. But you had a purpose for him to set the captives free. Glory to your name, God. I speak to every minister on the line. I encourage them, God. I ask them, God, to just submit to the call on them, submit to the purpose of inheritance on their life, to say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, if it's cleaning the church, I do it, God. 
with a grateful heart, Lord. If it's leading the prayer, I do it, God. Um, boy, I just thank you that I'm counted worthy to be even a part at all, God. I thank you. You said that John the Baptist, that anybody that's accepted Jesus is greater than him in the kingdom. We see what he did for you, God. Show us our value. Show us our worth, God. Oh, Lord. People that shut down. People that said no more. God resurrected. Helped them stir that gift up. You said in Second Timothy, stir the gift up in you. Oh, help them, God. We speak to that gift and we command it to come alive. <laughs> we, we command that gift to come alive. We command it, God, after three days, after being persecuted, after being torn, God, you said we'd be healed. Oh, we come up out of that with greater power, greater anointing, greater presence, Lord. Yonder our Sunday, every trial that we've been through, God. We come out with the greater presence of the Lord on our side. Yandarabha Sunday. We release it in the atmosphere. We release breakthrough, God. Those that think they can make it on their own, God. I ask that a spirit of repentance come upon them, Lord. That they see, God. That they see that no man can reap a harvest alone. No man, who's going to get all the corn? Who's going to get all the wheat, God? No man can reap the harvest alone with the independent spirit. They will be taken over, God. I ask for a greater revelation of submission in our hearts, that it's not to push us down, but it's to lift us up, God. You said that humbleness, God. When we humble ourselves, then we'll be exalted in due time, because you know that... You know the battles out there, and you know that we won't be able to handle it unless we've been humbled, God. We won't be able to handle it unless we've been broken in you, God. We won't be able to handle the persecution that comes with going to the nations if we hadn't let you break our hearts and spirits and and bring us back up into newness of life, God. You said to break up that fallow ground. You said to break it up in Hosea. Break up that fallow ground. Break it up, break it up. Let God humble us. Let him work on our life. He actually said to humble yourself. He said to prefer your brother in love. So when we push ourselves, God, break that arrogance and pride out of us, Lord, because you said pride comes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall, God. And I don't want none of my brothers to fall. I don't want to fall, God. I want to submit to you, and then I can resist the devil. When I submit first, God, not just walking around saying, I rebuke you, Satan. But when we submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Glory. We resist him at everything that's against our purpose of inheritance, God. I resist him. I resist him. He can't have my inheritance. He can't have the legacy. He can't have what my children get from their grandparents and from, from their grandparents when my grandma prayed my mama in. They, uh-uh, can't have it, God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Glory, help us to see it's a bigger picture, God, <laughs> to hang on, Lord. Those that's going through it right now, God, those that's going through sickness, God, their body is hurting. There's fear trying to grip their mind. God, fear of death through sickness. But, God, I ask you 
that they hold on, that they hold fast to their confession of faith, God. Hold on to that legacy. Hold on to what God's given you. When it's time, when it's time for you to go, you'll be able to release it to your children. Oh, we don't go too soon, God. You said long life, you satisfy us with it, God. Oh, in Psalms 91, God, we thank you for long life. Some of you paid a long price for what you have. Don't ever let it go. Don't ever let it go. Oh, if you've stayed in, just say you've stayed in cross for 20 years. It's not the time to let it go. Let God send you out. I know one time I would just sometimes go Monroe or something like that to get away from the stress, you know, get away from get away from cross it to just get out of the atmosphere and um and thank God the atmosphere is better now because God said our warfare is over, Amen. Now it's time to just uh, to reap the harvest to go get the harvest, but it was twenty years of, of warfare, <laughs> and um, anyway. So I, I sometimes on my off day on Monday, I just get in the car and ride and listen to music, go get a cup of coffee, sit, you know, in a coffee shop. And and, uh, and one day, because my husband, he got a little tired of that, you know, because he wanted to go fishing or something. And so one day, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, thank God for praying husbands. And he said, if you'll quit taking yourself out of town, he said, I'll take you out of town. Hey, he said, if you'll quit, <laughs> if you will, in other words, if you'll go home and be a wife, if you'll go home and uh, take care of your husband and make sure he got something to eat, and even if he going fishing, kind of be there some when he gets home, he said, I'll take you places. And you know what? I come home, and it wasn't even three months, and he was sending me out, and, and Tim goes with me, you know, when he's not working. So God will do it for you. You may be in that place and want to give up. Don't do it. Don't give up because on the other side is more power and more glory for God and more anointing. The next time you get up, you're going to come up with more power coming out of you. Amen. Because Paul said, I got some marks. I got some marks. And if you've been saved very long and you got the real Jesus, the real word of God and not religion coming out of your mouth, Honey, it's all right, though, because every time that he tries to strike, you get up with more victory. You get up with more to be able to help somebody else, because whatever you die in, you can preach in. Whatever you die in, you can preach with an anointing in, and that never leaves you. That anointing never leaves you. (laughs) Glory, because we come through the fire and we come through as pure gold. Glory, glory, our feet come out and you don't even smell the smoke. Hey, it took Jesus a few days. It took him a few days. It took him a little time to decide he's going to give his life. But he said, not my will, but yours be done. And then he went through hell for them three days. I don't know about some of y'all, but something pretty serious happened in our church lately. You know, and, and something in me died. Something in me died. And I wasn't sure what it was, and I said, God, and I believe it's over babies. I believe I'm grieving because some of the babies was grieving. And I just started coming out of it today. And when I come out of it, I was able to teach the leaders, and I'm able to do this prayer line. 
with a greater anointing and a greater fire and a greater purpose and a greater fortitude in my life. And no weapon formed against us will ever prosper, and every tongue that rises up against us will be condemned. Hey, yanda ba sandere, sandarobo santiando, basse yata basse. And God, we pray for grace and mercy, Lord. We pray, God, and we pray for the babies that till Christ is formed in them, God. We travail. We actually travail till Christ is formed in them, God. And I thank you that the Spirit of God draws them, Lord. I thank you that we don't have to vindicate ourselves. God, we thank you, Lord, that we seek your face and we'll find you. We seek your face, God. In the first and the second and the third hit, when we find purpose and that enemy comes to strike that purpose, he tries to he tries to stop you from reaching your your maturity and your inheritance. But if we just won't quit... You know, I hear people a lot say things like, "Oh, I never want to embarrass. I never want to do that again because it embarrassed me so bad, and I I feel like I missed it." And well, the devil won right there. If you go home, get up again. Let's do it again. Hallelujah! As many times as I look like a fool for Christ, but you don't remember them days. Hopefully, <laughs> we don't remember them. I don't remember. Somebody told me the other day, said they hit me on the head on the platform with the flag. I don't remember that. But they were mortified. They never want to do it again. Well, the devil don't want them to do it again. But we have to just say, God, I'm so sorry. I hit a puzzle in the head. <laughs> God, I look like an idiot from the whole church. God, I don't ever want to do that again. I don't want to do that again, God. Why do you embarrass me like that, God? I'm mad about it. And then then in a minute when you get it out, God, I'll do it again. See, the enemy tried to get me not to ever raise up leaders anymore. It was in my spirit. It was just that grieving. I'm never doing that again, God. This is the third time this has happened to our church. And I said, God, I'm not doing it anymore. I didn't ask what he wanted, but I kept myself in prayer. And in a little bit, God... I don't want to do any more, but I'll raise up as many leaders as you want me to raise up. And if they leave, they leave, but I will raise them up, God. How many more, God? Let's raise up some more. That's resurrection. Somebody say, it ain't that you don't feel the feelings. You just got to pray out the feelings, and you got to say the truth about the feelings because he said, I desire truth in the inner man. And I'm not saying because anybody's bad or anything. I'm just thinking, God. I must not can do this right. I I put it on me, God. I I must not can do this right, so I don't think I need to do that anymore. But it's not what we want. It's what he wants, and we don't have the right. We don't have the right to tell him what we're not going to do because our life is not our own. We've been bought with a price. See, we can't take part of the gospel and not the other part. He said, my life is not my own. I've been bought with a price. Hallelujah. When my mom was called in ministry, she said, I ain't no pastor. I ain't no pastor. I ain't no pastor. <laughs> Woo. And she had to seek God. Because she said, you about got to be crazy to be a pastor, you know. You got to be crazy or called. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I feel the weight of the Lord on me. Glory to your name, God. So instead of staying in that grieving part, 
Why don't we get out the grief and get into the resurrection part? You know, Jesus, he said, I don't want to die. I don't want to be put on that cross, God. He had to get the grieving out. He had to get the grieving out. I can't imagine walking around with that grief when we feel like something died in us and we just carry that and we don't release it. That's why praise and worship teams are so important, the atmosphere, because people walk in and they're carrying death. They're carrying things in their heart and in their soul that they need to be released. They need an atmosphere to be able to release it. And and I just I come against that thing when people just sit and they know how and they won't do it. They won't know. They won't help the people. And this may sound harsh, but what are you doing here? What are you going to church for? Come on now. What are we doing if we're 20 years later we're not producing the fruit of what God called us to do? But I'm here to encourage, encourage today. I'm here to say that you can do it. So if you stopped and you haven't done it and you think you don't want to do it, then we have to say, God, this is what I felt. This is how I felt when I got up there and it wasn't right, it didn't seem right. But, God, it's not what I want. It's, it's what you want for me. Because somebody says it's according to his purpose in glory. It's according to what he called us to do because nothing else is going to fulfill that void in our life. Nothing else is going to fulfill that void. When God called me, I said, God, this is the truth. Uh, I said, God, I, how am I going to have time to go door to door and witness? Because I used to lead the, uh, some of the street ministry things for Pastor Pinson. How? I, and you know what he said? He said, because you was faithful in that, I'm going to give you a bigger platform and you can reach more people at one time. So see, he said, if you're faithful in a few things, I'll make you ruler over much. But the the important thing is, is to know that you have an inheritance. You have a purpose of inheritance, and it's and it's all coming together to do the will of God. Our part is just a part. It's not the whole part, but it's a part. Amen. It's a gift. It's a gift from God, and those are not irrevocable. They're they're irrevocable. He'll never take them back for you. So you can run, but you can't hide. It's gonna follow you wherever you go. Amen. Would someone else like to share on here today about our purpose and our inheritance? Apostle Angie? Yes. I I just want to say thank you for my part, God. Thank you for my purpose, God. Thank you for the calling of God on our lives today, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for our purpose, God. Thank you for our call, God. Thank you for raising up an army, God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, it's just so good, God. I thank you for the purposes of God on Hey, thank you, Jesus, for your glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that what we do, we do for the glory of the Lord and not for ourselves, Father. We thank you, Jesus, that you even find me worthy to even do anything for you, Father. I thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. For my part, God, in the ministry. I thank you, Jesus, if I'm the toe. I thank you if I'm the finger, God. 
I thank you if I'm the backbone. I thank you if I'm the if I'm the eyes or the ears, God. I thank you for my purpose, God. And I know I know there's some more that want us to talk, so y'all just stay unmuted and if you if you don't feel unmuted then uh what do you do, Pastor? Uh, you can hit star star to be unmuted. Okay. So I want to read Colossians. Thank you, Monica. I want to read Colossians chapter 1, verse 12. He says, to give thanks to the Father who has qualified us. Somebody say, I'm qualified. (laughs) Who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Amen. I'm qualified to be a partaker of the inheritance, hey, of my purpose, of the purpose of God on my life. And then Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, let's look at that. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of inheritance. There's a reward in it, amen, for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality. See, God, he he's not a, like, oh, I like this one better. It's according to his word. If we sow to the flesh, we're going to reap corruption. If we sow to the spirit, we're going to reap uh, everlasting life. So which one? Which one we want to do? We can choose life this day, or we can choose death. It's it's not, uh, It's not. oh, it's easier for this one and not that one. Mm-hmm. What made us the judge of the word? What made us say that Monica's job's easier than mine because she she don't have to work with the children or she don't, she don't have to be over the kitchen or she don't have to be an apostle yet. Hey, you never know. Who knows where, how far it's going to go. Amen. So God is, he's the judge, but. We try to be the judge. We try to judge other people. A lot of times when we do that, because we're not doing our own. Because I can tell you from personal experience, if you do your own, you don't got time to judge nobody. <laughs> mm, I, don't, I don't have no time. And another thing, another thing too, a lot of people want certain things because their thing scares them. So they'll justify by coming and helping somebody else. Can I help you? I've had people say that to me. I say, why didn't you obey God? Why didn't you lose control? Why? They say all these excuses, and then they'll come back around. I say, well, you can't do that right now. you got to let God work in your life where you can lead the praise because we need this. And they'll say things like, can I help you? No, you can't help me. you got, you got to come into your own because you've been saved 40 years, you know. It ain't like babies saying it. You got to come into your own and uh, operate in faith in your own. But see, we justify that. Oh, like through the years, I've had people try to prayer was comfortable, so they want to help me in the prayer. After I bring God in, they want the mic or something, but they justify why I'm not. Uh, I'm not uh, doing what God called me. I, I don't have to. I don't have to uh, sing specials because I help pastor in the prayer, so I'm doing good things for God. But we're not obeying God. We're not obeying God. We're doing what we want to do. What would Je- what happen if Jesus said, I don't want that cross, but I'll keep teaching these disciples? 
<laughs> they, what what would happen there, you know? We wouldn't have nobody that paid the price for us. Somebody got to pay the price for others. Amen. Okay, uh, Pastor Cindy, you got something to say? Uh, Pastor, can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if I did right. Um, something you said a while ago just really jumped out to me, so that's what I want to comment on. You had said that uh, for us not to tell God what we'll do, and I recently used to do that. I used to do that. Well, I'm not going to do this, and I'm not going to do that, but recently it's been, well, God, what will I do? What will you want? What do you want me to do? You know, and so I really felt like, Apostle, that was a part of maturity, really, you know, when you mm-hmm. you just want what the Lord wants, and when you go through situations, you you flippantly say stuff that it's really um, he's drawing us closer, and that's a part of carrying that glory. And so um, I just saw it, Apostle, when you said that. I remember the day that uh, the Holy Spirit told me to go see my stepdad in the hospital, and I had not seen him in 10 years. And so I was like going down there. I was obedient, but all the way down there, I was telling God, I ain't calling him daddy. I ain't, de-. you know, you know how you know how we do. But I got in there, and I didn't know the depth of his uh, injury. He had a, a stroke, and he couldn't use his, he didn't have any access. He couldn't even talk. And mm-hmm. so I didn't know all that going in. So when I walked in the room, he wailed like a cry from way down deep in his belly. And I yielded, and I said, well, hey, Daddy. But do you know, because of that, I was able to lead him to Jesus before I left there. And two weeks later, Apostle, he was gone. He was gone to be with Jesus. And so, yes, so that really hit my spirit. Oh, yes, and (laughs) humility is a major part of carrying the glory or being anything, really, in the kingdom of God. But when you said that, it reminded me of, you know, just going through some hard things. Uh, recently where I didn't just say, well, I ain't doing this. God, I ain't going to do this and I ain't going to do that. I just remember saying, well, Father, what will I do? You know? <laughs> I can tell and you so what it's you're gonna awesome. <laughs> I can tell you what you're going to do if you're willing. I believe you are because God, and I'm saying this on this thing because I want to honor you for, I see a real change. You know, I just see maturity in you. I see growth in you. And, and, um, we talk about all the time. If we submit, you say, "What did I get out of submitting?" Um, doors open for you. So right. <laughs> about a month ago, I got invited to uh, preach in Chicago, and uh, um, and so someone heard oh. you singing. <laughs> somebody heard you singing Saturday night, and they saw, you know, they saw your heart, and they said, "Can she come with you and lead the praise for the whole conference?" Now I know your your mouth's dropping to the floor, but um, <laughs> that's what they said. And I I thought about you know how we humble ourselves and and uh, God opens the doors. God, so December the ninth and tenth, He's invited you and and uh, we'll we'll form a praise team and we'll go. And um, but but that's what saying God, what would you have me do? That's what yeah. was, that's what that'll do for you. Isn't that wonderful? Yes, Apostle, because he spoke to my heart this morning, and because we've been crying out for the glory. 
Yeah. And he spoke to my heart this morning, and he said, the more areas that you die in, the more glory that you get, you know, that you that's revealed through you. Mm-hmm. Because I right. saw immediately when he spoke that, I saw that we can't be simultaneously filled with self and glory. You know, yeah. one's gonna one's gonna push the other out. Mm-hmm. Hi, shaking mind about he shares his glory mm-hmm. with no man. Yeah. And, and if we're one to push ourselves, you know, then one of them's got to go. That 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 pride's got to go, and he's got to be number one. You know, Jesus came with no reputation. He knew he was equal with God, Philippians chapter 2, and he became a bondservant. So uh, he didn't have to have a reputation that he was all that, and and what y'all say, all that and something. All that in a bag of chips. <laughs> all that in a bag of chips. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus didn't have to have that. He said he's going to come down. He, God said, I, I need something else. These sacrifices aren't doing it anymore. These killing, mm. these animals aren't doing it anymore. He said, I need something. And Jesus said, lo, give me a body and I'll go. Give me a body. God didn't even have to ask him. He volunteered to give his life, to come down from heaven, to come to, <laughs> come down from God, you know, from his father, and come here and be a servant to us. Wow. And we think we don't have to serve nobody, that we're just, we're all that without that. No, it's deception. The Bible says in the last days, many will be deceived, even the very elect. So we can be smart, we can be brilliant, and we can know how to do a lot of things. But if you go into the army, you don't get to go tell the general or the captain that you're going to you're gonna do the same thing he does. You don't get to do that. You come in there and everybody's hair gets cut the same way. Everybody wears the same clothes. And if you got a good general, they went through that process too. So um, we're never going to be able to have our own and get a harvest, a full mature harvest of what God's called us to do without humbling ourselves. Because he's the one that's going to be seen. And if, if you've ever noticed, the ones that God calls to the front, or the praying ones. It's the seekers. You don't even have to say nothing. You can go pray, and then people are going to see the light of the glory on you like they saw Moses when he come down that mountain. They couldn't even look on his face. That's what happened with me and Dr. Mills. He just saw me somewhere at another meeting, and and I was uh, uh, prophesying over this woman that was getting ordained, and, and he said... And and I don't mean it properly. I, I, he ran down the hall and caught me, and he said, when I come to Chicago, that was last year, and God has connected us in ministry ever since. And um, so we don't have to push ourselves. We push another man that, pu- that pushes Jesus Christ. And you can count on it. God's going to put the ones that pushing him, they're going to be on the front lines, even... I was talking about Julie, the people that see her when she travels with me. They like, can we, can she do this for me? Can she, Pastor D always called Julie to do her stuff, and she had a secretary. But but you will be seen when you don't try to be seen. When you remain unseen, you'll be seen. God will pull you up, and he'll, because you know why? Because people are going to see Jesus through you. They're not going to see Angie. They're not going to see Cindy. They're not 
going to see Monica. They're going to see Jesus, hopefully. And that's what God is interested in. Is his son being glorified on the earth? That's what the Holy Spirit is interested in. Because the Holy Spirit didn't even push himself. He pushes Jesus. He's always pushing Jesus. So even the God, God and the Father and the Holy Ghost, they don't, they they support one another. A threefold cord is not easily broken. Hallelujah. I don't have to push myself. I push God, and then whatever he wants is good, you know. It's good for us. Hallelujah. We give you praise for it, God. I thank you. We surrender our life. We can see, God, that this is a a teaching, a prayer over uh, for for us to repent, God. For us to repent, God, that we thought we had to push ourselves, but we had to do it all ourselves, God. But if we would just be hidden in Christ, like Colossians says, that we're hidden in Christ, if I'll hide myself in you, God, then wherever I need to be, that's where you're going to place me. I don't have to do it, God. Now, I have to get up and obey. I have to connect with people if you tell me to, but I don't have to push myself, God. Thank you, Jesus. I don't have anything to give. You said that man has nothing within himself. I don't have anything to give, God. I just give my heart and soul to you, and then you take me where you need me or where you want to use me, God. And if that's right here on these altars, then that's what we're going to do. (laughs) Then that's what we'll do, God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. But I can tell you, though, years ago in the altars, when Pastor Pinson said, where do y'all want to go? What nation? Pray over it. And different ones, pray, you know, uh, Africa, I think that was Pastor Cindy, Africa. Then God did that. We went uh year before last, and we're going again. God will do it. You, we, all we did was stay in prayer and obey him, and then when the doors open, walk through them. Hallelujah. You got to walk through them. You got to spend money sometimes. You know, you can't expect God just to throw it all at you. I remember Paula White when... She she was not on uh, TV or nothing yet, and she was, God spoke to her to get on TV. And she's like, okay, they would bring her these things and the amount, and they came through one time. This is this channel. It wasn't very popular. Said she just let it go out the door, and the Spirit of God says, do that. So they said, it's $10,000, you know, way back in the day, and she she had to go get a loan. See? I'm not telling you to do that, but if God said do it, you got to do what you got to do. She went and got a loan, and guess who watched her show? The President of the United States. And he called her. He said, I've been watching your series. He said, would you come counsel me? And now she's his pastor. We got to do our part to get to this inheritance. Somebody say inheritance, a purpose, purpose of inheritance, however you want to say it. God, I thank you that we have one, I have one, you have one. And I claim mine. I don't give it away. I claim it, and I stand firm in it and stand fast, and I don't let the enemies, the hirelings, any of them come and steal what God's given me. Thank you, Lord. Like Brother Arthur said yesterday, that woman in the Bible, I always forget her name, but she was knocking everything off her dead children till they could, you know, have the the funeral or whatever. She's beating buzzards off of them. And that's what you have to do. You are not getting my inheritance. You're not getting my children's inheritance. If I got to go out here and do it on the street, you're not getting it. 
I'm going to still do it. Somebody say, can't nobody steal my inheritance if I don't let them. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, we're going to get, uh, Monica, would you pray over us as we close? And uh, we'll see you some of, we'll be on Thursday, 5 o'clock, uh, Facebook Live. God bless you. I hope this helped you in some way. Yes. Well, Father, we just thank you for this word tonight, God. We thank you for our inheritance, for our purpose, God. We thank you for what you're doing down on the inside of each one of us, Father God. We thank you for the spirit of humility, God. We just love you. We praise you. We thank you for our apostle, God, and we lift her up before you. We thank you for the wisdom of God that flows from her, Father. We thank you for the life that she releases into our lives, Father. In the name of Jesus, we just give you all the praise. To all the glory, we thank you, Father, for Freedom Ministries and where you're taking us for the leadership, Father. We thank you for the prayer, God. We thank you for the altars that we can come and cry out at, Father God, and humble ourselves to you, Father, and that we're changed in your glory, God, from glory to glory, God. Raise us up, Father. Raise us up even higher to be with you, Father God, in Jesus' mighty name. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We thank you, Father. We glorify you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Yes, amen. I just got one more thing to say. The more the church was persecuted in the book of Acts, the more it multiplied. And I just thought that. Pastor Cindy's getting persecuted, but she's multiplying and going to Chicago and leading the whole praise. So the enemy can't shut us down. He can't. Because I ain't, I ain't going to give him my inheritance. <laughs> and you're not going to give him yours. Amen. Amen. We ain't giving him our purpose. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. God, put it yes. in us, God. Put it deep in us. Yes. That we don't just walk away. And them little things that we just walk by and say, I don't want to do anymore. We're giving up our pieces of our inheritance every time. And we need to quit saying that. We need to say, I'll do it every time, God. I'm not talking about when you got to get the hurt out, but I'm just saying, over every little thing, we won't give up. No, but what are we, we don't realize that we're giving up our children's inheritance when we do that. So we're not doing that anymore. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> okay, we could keep preaching all night. I, I do love y'all, though, and God bless. We hope you enjoyed this message from Freedom Ministries. For more information and to stay connected with us, find us on Facebook or the web at freedomministriescrossit.com.